Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is a treat. Unless it's not, I'm about to watch the entire Penguin game again on this beautiful television to my right here on Sportsnet Pittsburgh. It's a re-airing of the game. Horrendous first period. A much-needed win. But first, let's say hello to everybody. Well, there's just one guy here, and that is Sean Don't Call Me Seth Myers, the man affectionately known as Fort. How are you, Fort? I'm sitting pretty. How about you, Joe? Doing well. Doing well, still reeling a little bit from uh, a good night of sports action between the Penguins, and then I stayed up for the Warriors and the Lakers. I don't really root for teams anymore, sort of the Buffalo Bills sometimes, but mostly that's people back home that I'm rooting for them to have what they want. You know what I mean? My parents, my old friends, my brother, my sisters, everybody who roots for the Bills. I'm not honestly that passionate about it. But the Golden State Warriors, they're the last team that I actually feel real live emotion for. Anger, happiness, joy, despair. I'm literally a fan and have been for many, many, many years. You love Jonathan Kaminga too, don't you? Oh, I love Jonathan Kaminga. Yes, I do. Still missing Ron. Looking over there. Oh, my God, is it sad. Isn't it? Does it just hit you sometimes, Fort? It Look does. At this, it's just an empty chair like with a, a mic. Like a ton of bricks. Yeah. yeah. Ron used to be sitting right there in that chair. With a mic in front of it. He it's might very... not have the mic on in time, but he would always be sitting in front of <laughs> no, it. he rarely would have the mic on in time. And within minutes, he'd be pounding out one-fingered texts to people. Not, you know, not metaphorically, literally. One finger, uh, well, really two fingers, both of his index fingers. But he didn't type he would... like that, did he? Yes, he did type like that. Really? Yeah. 
Brown was a two-fingered typer. Imagine how prolific he would have been if he was a, a quick typist. Or maybe he did make it quick. I don't know. It's kind of unconventional, though. He also had his own language of shorthand. If you ever saw the notes he took in locker rooms, unreadable, chicken scratch. But he could read it. Yeah, I miss him. Didn't you have your own language, or am I thinking of someone else? Yeah, I invented my own language, you know, talking language a long time ago in like eighth or ninth grade. So I would address people and talk to them with words like hui-wi-wa and boostnickel and things like that. Uh, Only I knew what they meant. It was interesting, an interesting time. You should pass that along someday to maybe your daughter could appreciate your language, huh? If she talked to me anymore, yeah, she's yeah. 15. You know how, well, yeah, well, you don't know how that goes. I was 15 at out. one point yeah, in time, you, you so know. yeah. You know how it goes. I keep hearing some noise in here. I don't know what it is. Is it the ghost of Ron? You think he's already cracked his first beer? No, I think he waits till 11 o'clock every day. Right on the dot? Yes. Oh, he wakes up to, to 80-degree temperatures in Fort Myers and cracks a yingling at 11 o'clock reads a book. I don't know. Some people have a hard time making days go by when there's nothing to do. Ron has said flat out, I'm very good at doing nothing. I think he's going to I think he is going to master this and enjoy it and love it. I really do. And in honor of him, let's do what we always do on a Friday fort. Let's crack open a cookie six-pack. Give me one. Did that sound good? That was a little louder than usual, wasn't it? I think it's fitting, right? That sounded like a 16-ouncer. Do you remember beer balls? No, yeah, you're you're not that young. City Limits is the young guy. You wouldn't know what a beer ball was. I'm unfamiliar and light. I did actually, this is a true story. I did not have a sip of alcohol until I turned 21. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Then I, so I turned 21 and my college roommates uh, I think they bought me my first beer, and it was like a Sam Adams or something, which is not a good first beer. Yeah. And I I think I legitimately probably took two hours to finish that drink. It was not And enjoyable. do you drink beer now? I do. Yeah, but I'm not, you know, like, I'm pretty basic with that. I don't need, like, a fancy craft beer or anything like that. Malsey does. He's one of those guys that goes out with a miniature notebook and takes little notes. Yeah, I have friends that they they track like all the different drinks that they've tried, and so I I can't even remember if I try something off the grid. I'm just you know Miller Lite's fine, something basic. You mark down in your little notepad with your fountain pen. Ooh, that one had a little hint of licorice. This one tastes like flowers. Give me Jenny Cream and pour it over my head. Will ya? That's the way to drink, isn't it? Did you ever have a Jenny Cream? No, but this is an interesting story as well. Apparently, uh, you played softball with my deck hockey goalie, and he's from Buffalo. Who? His name's Greg. Ah, wait, Greg, who used to work at another radio station, No, right? no, he's, <laughs> he played on your softball team, and now it's his softball team, but he uh, he's from Buffalo, and he talked about the, the Jenny Cream and everything. Uh, now I do know who uh-huh. he is because he was on my softball team with Sean yes. Gentilly. I yes, he's friends with Gentilly and Badco and all those guys, DeFabo. Yes, I remember him not and, so and well. And he spoke but glowingly I of, I guess that's a Buffalo thing, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jenny Cream. And, I, and if they need a DH, I'm ready. Anyway, let's lead with the Penguins. 
they stunk in the first period last night. They were lucky they weren't uh, blown out of the building. Honestly, Tristan Jari was great, and that was against a bad team that played the night before. So nice to get the two points in the end. Drew O'Connor. Pustinen's a story for sure, but that was Jari's night. He stole the game, and all I can think about as I'm watching him is, is this the time to trade the guy at the very height of his powers, what you could bring back? He leads the league in shutouts. Just send anybody who's interested the game tape from last night. This guy's been really good this year, really, really good. He's a little bit of inconsistency, but, but doesn't everybody? What is he, seventh in the league in save percentage? Look at his career record. Look at his career career save percentage. Like nine fifteen. Go with uh, Nadelkovich. Try to sign him. Bloomquist having a great year at Wilkesbury. Deal from a position of strength. So I don't read too much into that win. That was like a goalie stealing you a win against the Montreal Canadiens, who again played the day before and aren't any good anyway. Fort, let's have another one. You banged that one against the wall. There there we go. There's a little echo to it. Sounds like we're drinking in an empty room here. I like that, though. The problem for the Penguins right now is it looked like a good night. It could have been a good night. They won. Devils, Islanders lose. But when you're trying to chase multiple teams down, there's always somebody else who's winning. That's the, the, the crux of the matter here. That's the problem. You've put yourself in a position where even the good nights turn bad when the Wings beat the Avalanche. I believe that was in Colorado. The Caps win at Tampa. So, you know, you're still in a horrible position. That's the bottom line. However, the team against all odds that looks the most vulnerable of all these teams right now is Tampa. And the problem is Vasilevsky, who not too long ago we all thought was the best goalie in the world. He's been brutally bad, like send to the minors bad, like an 885 save percentage in the month of February. They've been outscored 18-7 to in their last three games. He's just getting shelled game after game after game. He hasn't had a good month yet. I realize he was injured and then came back, and that may be the problem. Rusty, still feeling the effects of his injury. I don't know. But this guy looks like just a shell of himself. And they appear to be vulnerable. They've lost three in a row. They're sinking. The Penguins are ahead of them in points percentage, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're seven points back with four games in hand. So, unbelievably, that's the team and that was a team that I was, you know, just counting in. Like, you know, here's five teams that are going to be in Tampa. In the end, there'll be one of them. I'm not so sure about that. But then you still have to climb over the Capitals, who I think lost T.J. Oshie. That didn't look good at all last night. And the Devils and still the Islanders. And, yes, you have games in hand. But the Penguins are going to be playing a lot of games in a short amount of time, which doesn't bode well for an older team. Pustinen, though, is a story. Let him play, Sully. Just let him play, keep him up with Gino, keep him up in the top six somewhere, and just let the guy play. I think I he heard had a, uh, he was he was great last night. Staggy compared him to Tyler Kennedy. He said he? 48, and uh, there's some similarities that he sees. So 
We can ask Tyler Kennedy I think, about that at I 1030. think you, you have to ask Tyler Kennedy about that. Off the top is what you're hearing right now, I might add. We have Tyler Kennedy coming up. We have Ray Fittipaldo, top of the hour, and the iconic Mike DeFaba joining me at noon in studio. That should be interesting. And Zeiss is with me all next week in studio. Really? What do you think that'll be like? That's going to be – he was telling some good stories today about if the world was coming to an end, what he would do. Yeah. And apparently he just wants to go around and fight people if that was the case. Really? Yeah, he said he just wanted he to go wanna... on a bus and see how many people he could take out. <laughs> that would be interesting. I thought he might just want to drink like Ron, just throw in the towel. He also point. said he wanted to see if he could get like a fancy sports car up to like 180 miles per hour. So he'd be living life yeah, like on the he, edge. like he hasn't done that already. I went for a ride with him at Texas A&M. It was the game where um, Fitzgerald made a ridiculous catch. Prince L. Brocken, bro. Remember him? He had a touchdown in that game. Boiling hot, wherever that college station is, that actually the name of the town? So, Zeiss and I stayed in this tiny little hotel that had reptiles in the room. Like those little, are, is a gecko a reptile? A lizard? Yeah, I think so. I've seen those in Florida. They have them in Texas too. I sat, sat in the bed with the lights on all night. All I could picture was one of those things jumping up on the bed and attacking me or somehow infiltrating me. I, I didn't want any part of live reptiles in my hotel room so i was already shaky the next morning and then i get in the car with zeiss and we a 25 minute ride from our hotel to that awesome stadium took like a minute like it was like it was like a race car situation nascar and i've never been in a car with him since that's probably for the best so i guarantee you he's already tried that crack one please fort what is going on with Major League Baseball and these uniforms? It practically got pornographic yesterday. Did you see the shot? I think it was a Marlins player. They're see-through pants now. We had Mackey on the other day because I had read some of these complaints and the story was just kind of, you know, on the periphery of my radar. <clears throat> but then I looked at the uniforms and they look, they look laughable. They look like, you know, somebody forgot their uniform, so their grandma stitched up something at the last second. Have you seen these things, Fort? So uh, I, in the back, in preparation, I actually was trying to find a picture of the see-through pants, and maybe the computer blocked it because it was uh, too pornographic. But I couldn't find the picture. But I saw the jerseys as a whole. They, Did- they do look so bad. Oh, they're, they're embarrassing. I had and someone with an American Legion team saying, don't compare those jerseys to American Legion. Ours are way nicer. It's actually true. The lettering is really tiny. Uh, speaking of that, did you see the photo of Casey Schmidt? That's the guy for the Giants. Did you see this photo? I did not. Uh, somebody tweeted it out and said, yeah, we got to do something about these pants. I'm just going to say a body part. This is not, you know, meant for Maybe I shouldn't see me this getting fired. Or, no, it's just... His testicles are bulging through the pants. How did they like get this far in the process? Did they not test it's, this out on humans before they said this is what the jersey is? Uh, it's an unbelievable photo. It's like, what is going on here? What do you, what do you people do? What are you doing? I know you're trying to make money, but this has to end. It, it's just the end of it. That was bottom. Literally, that was bottom. What are they going to do when it's raining? Pants going to be see-through, says one fan. Ain't no way 
says somebody else. And Tony Clark said, we've landed in a place where uniforms are the topic of discussion. Each conversation I have with guys, he's, did I mention he's the union chief, is yielding more information with what we're seeing. Yes, exactly. Stop this, you idiots, and go back to old uniforms or, or do something. I, what are they doing? Next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. That same phrase could be singularized for Johnny Football. And I'm not talking about Donnie football in here. I'm talking about the original Johnny football. Did you see this story, Fort? Yeah, he was talking about uh, some rough times that he had in his career uh, that obviously derailed his career for all intents and purposes. I think he told uh, Shannon Sharp, I don't know if this was on TV or a podcast, I, I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 sitting in Vegas. That sounds like, that does sound like the Donnie football uh, weight loss plan, doesn't it? They Much different method, however. Different method. I believe you have a clip on that, do you? I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. 40? How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Pretty straightforward. That's all he was ingesting, and he lost 40 pounds. I don't recommend that diet plan. What a tragedy his story was, huh? Yeah, it's, I mean, he was easy to root against, I guess, in one sense, because he was so confident and cocky and all that, but 
yeah, you never want to see that happen. And um, I guess, I mean, I didn't hear it, but I'm guessing he's doing much better now. But yeah, that was, uh, it was really tough way for his career to end. And I think he went to Canada and whatnot, but just, it was never the same for him. You'll never guess who his best career game was against. Was it against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, it was. 33 of 45 for 372 yards. Now, they lost the game 30 to 9, but he never approximated that in any other game in his whole life. In his whole life, well, in his NFL life, I should say. He looked pretty good that day, and it turned out he couldn't see. You remember that story? No, he either got mud kicked in his eye or something in that game. Why always the Steelers? Fort. That's my question for you. Yeah, a lot of backups went off against Pittsburgh. Terrell Pryor and Gradkowski and so many other guys had career days against the Steelers. Well, I can, I can. They've also had some good backup quarterback performances themselves, like uh, like Duck Hodges and people like that. Although there was only one Duck Hodges, I actually wrote about this when they went into the game against Dorian Thompson Robinson, who of course they lost to on a last-minute drive. Think about that. They lost to him. That may well be his his last NFL victory. Unless he won the next week. I don't think he did. They lost to late-stage RG3. They lost to, almost lost in the playoffs, to A.J. McCarron. Jacoby Brissett riddled them last season, 21-31 for 222 touchdowns and a 110 passer rating. Ryan Finley's only NFL victory was against the Steelers. Like, this isn't picking on the Steelers. These are facts. How does this happen? He was horrible that night, I might add. So was Ben. But he ran untouched for a 23-yard touchdown. This was when the Bengals were still putrid. He finished his NFL career with a 1-6-1 and record. Ryan Mallett, who tragically uh, passed away last June, his best game as a pro was against the Steelers, 274, 28 of 41, and a touchdown in a 27 upset, uh, 20 to 17 upset. Uh, the year that the Steelers backed in when Sexy Rexy upset the Jets on the final weekend. Anthony Brown, remember that one last year? Here in Pittsburgh, where if the Steelers had won that game, they would have went to the playoffs. He was horrible, too, but he made a couple of plays, and then it came to that, including a pass from his own end zone, including a third down uh, conversion to Mark Andrews. And he, and then it got down to that third down in that game, and everyone in the building knew they were going to run it. It was third and three, and they got it, and they won the game. Their history against these kinds of people is just embarrassing. Go ahead, Fort. This was great from the Islanders-Blues game last night. This was referee Garrett Rank uh, after a video review. And was the game in St. Louis? I think it was. Wherever the yes, game it was. was, he was. It was in St. Louis. He was basically apologizing to the home crowd here after the video review. So here is Garrett Rank in St. Louis after a review goes against the Blues. If he hits it with his stick above his head. They're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. Wow, that's some good uh, <laughs> description there from Garrett Rank. That's just fun, right? Do you have any problem with that? Is it unprofessional? I just think it's fun. It's, it's lending a little bit of levity to a sporting event. 
Yeah, no, I think that's cool. And every now and then we get NFL refs who say, uh, you know, false start entire offensive line or something like that. So as long as it's not, you know, it has to be at the right moment. You kind of have a sense for it. But, yeah, I think that's completely fine. Yeah, it, it wound up being a 4 nothing game. I guess in a Stanley Cup playoff game, it's not what you want to hear if that was the tying goal in the third period. Let's hear it again from Garrett Rank. I love he this. He hits it with his stick above his head. They're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. Yeah, that's some good uh, description there from Garrett Rank. Tremendous. Crack one. I like how you make me wait just that extra second. It makes the first sip sweeter. Build, build the anticipation, right? Russell Wilson's next team odds from DraftKings. Guess who the favorite is, Fort Myers? It's the same team that gave up uh, touchdowns to Ryan Mallett, Ryan Finley, and whoever else we just mentioned. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Minus 250. Well ahead of the Raiders at plus 550 and Falcons plus 650. He's like a heavy favorite, but but so is Justin Fields to come here. Like, this doesn't add up. And then the New York Post story just fails to characterize this accurately by saying the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are scouring the market for a new face at quarterback at the start of the 24 season. No, they're not. Their face at quarterback, they want to be Kenny Pickett. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going after Russell Wilson, but I think that's a mischaracterization. Would you agree? Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. Yeah, it. I mean, there's been so much talk of these other guys, but it does kind of seem like ultimately the Steelers are going to do whatever they can to give Pickett the opportunity. And if they bring someone in, it might be more like the Tannehill type yeah. where Pickett can still win the job potentially. I mean, this that that sentence implies that they're scouring the market for a starter. They want somebody to be their starter, and I, I I don't think that's the case. I don't even know if Russell Wilson plays the field and isn't wanted. I don't know that he would come here as the starter. He might just have to take a uh, a clipboard for a while and be the you know the vet backup. I don't know that he would do that. He might hold out and wait for an injury, but I also don't know that there's a team that's going to make him the unquestioned starter. We'll see how that one plays out. Patrick Peterson. Let's save Patrick Peterson, shall we? Let's save him because he had a bunch of uh, very interesting clips on Kenny Pickett, on Matt Canada, on the Steelers quarterback situation, all of that. So give me just one more here, my friend. Jack Collinsworth who has been a media curiosity for me for years now, he would appear on the Sunday night games, right? And I would say to myself every time, does he do anything else? Is he, is he just on here because, like, him and Chris travel together? What else does he do? He would just appear out of nowhere, Jack Collinsworth. It's like Santa Claus's brother, you know, Fred Kloss appearing out of nowhere, only on Christmas. Does he do anything else? Apparently he does Notre Dame football. Not anymore. That's the story. I guess he was doing Notre Dame football. I don't watch Notre Dame football, so I didn't know that. But he's getting ousted from the spot, uh, according to The Athletic. Dan Hicks will take over for Collinsworth. It was one of the strangest phenomenons in all of sports media 
that this man named Jack Collinsworth would appear from out of nowhere on Sunday night football. Do you like him? Is he talented? You're a, you're a broadcasting guy. Maybe uh, honestly, I'm being too harsh. I didn't know that he did Notre Dame football either, but it seems like, and I haven't really watched him a ton, but I've never been blown away. It doesn't seem like he's earned it. It's more nepotism. Um, I know that there are some guys like uh, Noah Eagle, who's pretty darn good. He's Ian's son. And people said, oh, you know, he's getting a job because of his dad. I think in this case, it's kind of proven that he's not very good and is because of his dad, that he's gotten these opportunities. And apparently, he's going to have one fewer opportunity going forward. Well, I guess the other part of me says, what about these lesser known brother acts or son acts out there? It's got to be tough, right? Mike Golick Jr., I actually think he's pretty good. But you have to believe, everybody would believe that some strings were pulled. Like if his name was Kenny Albert. If his name was Frank Rogers, would he have the job? I, I don't know. I kind of doubt it, right? Who, who did you mention? Kenny Albert. Yeah. Although I think he's pretty good too. Yeah, he is. And again, Noah Eagle, he got, I think, the LA Clippers job at is he age. Ian Eagle's brother? Son. Oh. I think he was legitimately a year out of college and was doing Clippers games, but he's now, I think he did the Nickelodeon Super Bowl game. So he has proven that, you know, they gave him an opportunity that other guys wouldn't get, but I think he's taken advantage of it to his credit. What's Sylvester Stallone's brother's name? Is it Frank? (laughs) Imagine walking through life as Frank Stallone. It would be tough. I'm telling you, it would be tough. There's a great scene in uh, oh, what movie is that, where it's all the the anonymous siblings of famous people at like a recovery meeting, and I think that's what the recovery meeting is called anonymous anonymous you know siblings of like who else was on there? It was Frank Stallone. Let me look this up here. I have to look it up now. Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. I always appreciated that uh, Bill Murray's brother was in all the movies with him, Brian Doyle Murray. It was Fre- it was what I just mentioned, Fred Kloss. In the movie Fred Kloss, they have the, the recovery meeting with these guys. <laughs> Fred Kloss shows up to the meeting. I wouldn't like that. It would, it would be tough, too, to have a famous dad. Like, imagine being Michael Jordan's sons, right? I think uh, Ken Griffey's son was with the Steelers for a little while, wasn't he? He was. Bill Clinton's brother, what was his name? Roger. Roger Clinton. Remember that guy? I have no recollection of Roger Clinton now. <laughs> yeah, it was called Siblings Anonymous, and they had the real people at the meeting. It was Roger Clinton, Frank Stallone, uh, Fred Kloss, and whoever Alec Baldwin's brother is. It's one of the great scenes. He's got a bunch of brothers, doesn't he? He's got Billy and... What's the other guy? Oh, yeah. Wait, who did I? Oh, Billy Carter was one. Isn't that Jimmy Carter's brother? Billy? A lot of presidential brothers in here. Yeah, it's got to be tough. Anyway, let's move on to Mr. Tyler Kennedy. I heard comparisons you were mentioning. Who who compared Pustin into Kennedy? Steige did. Steige? Yeah. Where was this? I think uh, after the victory last night. He said, you know, he reminds me of another 48 I love it. Let's talk to Tyler Kennedy about that and all things Penguins coming up next. Fan Twitter brought to you by 
South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. And the text line, which is very important, we'll be doing text in the city uh, as our final segment today. All you need is your name and a hot take. Fort Myers will be studying those throughout the day. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And that's at 412-928-9370. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One of the great beginnings in music history. Song openings. Certainly acoustic song openings. Would you agree with that, Fort Myers? So I, I like Peter Gabriel. I'm not as familiar with this song. I've only heard it a few times. I'm more of a, a sledgehammer. Yeah, guy, yeah, I, yeah. That was great stuff. Yeah. Um, this is good. I also forgot my lunch. Can you treat us to lunch? DeFabo's coming in, right? He could probably... DeFabo. Yeah, that's the way he to go. He can save the day. I'll just pay him back. Great idea. Now I don't even thinking. think you, you don't even have to pay him. You're giving him the Joe Starkey rub. What? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that's what it's called when someone comes on, one of your co-hosts. They initial, or they immediately get boosted in terms of their career. All right, maybe he will treat me to The lunch. Joe Starkey we'll, bump? Is that yeah, a better... Bump, I think bump works We'll, we'll go with we'll that. We'll go with that. All right, let's go out to the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline. Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years, where we find Stanley Cup champion Tyler Kennedy. Tyler, I don't know if you heard, but Steige last night was watching uh, Valtteri Pustinen and compared him to one Tyler Kennedy. Do you see yourself there? No, I don't. I was a little tougher than he is, but... Um, I do like the way he. I do like the way he he's all over the place. I think he plays with, you know, uh, on his toes. He's gritty. He gets in there. I do. I do. I, I I see a little bit, but I think I played with a little bit more edge than he does. Now, does he? Given that, does he still need to play more here, and does he have to stay in the top six to be effective? 
you know what, being called up, it shouldn't matter where he plays. He should play the same way, like fighting to stay in the lineup is how I see him playing. Is He needs to do whatever it takes to stay in that lineup. He's another guy that's still trying to prove himself that he's an NHL player and not a guy that's going up and down. Um, you know, I, I think I see glimpses of a, a, a guy who can play in the NHL for a while. And then sometimes I'm like, God, you know, he gets back into that, not, you know, just playing vanilla where he's mixing in. You know, I'm, I'm looking for him to kind of separate from that AHL mentality and be a full-time NHLer. Your overall impression of the game last night, Tyler, that was a Canadiens team that had played the day before. Uh, they dominated the first period, and then yeah. Jari sort of stole it. What was your impression of the whole night? Yeah, the first period, I thought it was back and forth. I felt like it was kind of like how the Penguins have playing the last two games, giving up a lot. Um, but I thought Jari stood on himself. Give him a real chance, what you're looking for again. I think he's playing really well. Give him a chance to win every night. And then the Penguins, once they scored that that first goal, it kind of be like, oh, yeah, we, we, we can play. You know, and they end up finding their game, and it was lights out after that. I thought they played well. I thought they were – creating stuff I thought they you know won the battles they needed to win they, I thought they won every 50-50 battles they they were physically in charge of the game which was really nice to see and it's not easy playing a team one that's not the greatest team and two that you're expected to win you know we were expected to win last night and that's sometimes that's that, that you know that tricks you a little bit but the Penguins got it done it was great to see it was great they got the two points because the New York Islanders lost last night, which was big for the Penguins. That wasn't the Devils' loss, but, you know, when you're chasing teams, you also have the Wings won, uh, I think, in Colorado, and Washington won. So two of the teams ahead of them won, too. I think Washington lost T.J. Oshie, but that brings up a question, Tyler. All of a sudden, the team that looks most vulnerable in this whole mix to me is Tampa. They're losing left and right, and Vasilevsky's been horrible. And the Penguins, I think, have like three or four games in hand on them, and they're seven points back. Do you see them as vulnerable? Yeah, I do. I, I like. I feel like it hits a lot of teams at different times when you go on those long runs. You know, when you think of last year and the year before, the Penguins, they hit a wall around this time last year where they couldn't, they just couldn't find their game. They weren't winning consistently. And I think that's what's happening to Tampa. I think those two years of winning back to back is really starting to affect them. I, I, I don't think their, their star players are playing as good as they were. Um, Stan Coast is getting older. So yeah, I do. I do think they're vulnerable. You know, I do think that, um, they might be a team that's going to slip dramatically and uh, they're going to have, you know, troubles making it, you know, again, it's going to be exciting hockey from March on, you know, it's going to be a dogfight right to the end. And that's, that's exciting for a fan and looking for our, you, you know, your own team to play the best they can. All right, Tyler, we have Tyler Kennedy on the Sullivan super service fan hotline. We're getting close to the trade deadline here and Pierre Lebrun reported that outside of the core four, which would be Crosby, Latang, Malkin, and Carlson, that the Penguins are basically listening on everybody. So I'm going to just throw out a name. You tell me whether you would even consider trading this guy. You ready? 
Wait, Carlson's in the core four. Uh, are you sure? That's what that's what uh, well. Dubas sort of indicated the other day. I don't think he should be. Why don't we start there? Do you think he should be? I don't think so. You know, I don't know if he's done enough to be in that core four. You know, I, I think it's core three right now. You know, and when you think about it, I would think I would throw Gensel in there as the core four. He I think he, he's proven enough there's time here that he belongs in that elite status on the Penguins. But go ahead, next question. Well, we'll just name some names here, and you tell me whether you would even consider trading this guy. It sounds like, Gensel, you wouldn't consider it? Depending on the next two weeks. You know, I'm doing the Kyle Dubas. The next two weeks is going to really determine where he's, if it's worth trading, if it's the right business decision for the team. Um, Again, I'd love to keep him. Carlson. See ya. Wow. Can you elaborate a little on that? Um, no, I, I think he's doing good. I I, I I enjoy watching him, but I don't think he makes or breaks that defense. You know, if you lose a guy like Chris Letang, I think you you add a huge hole. And depending what kind of defenseman you get back, I think you can fill a Carlson spot. So um, that's why I think that, again, um, I, I think they have their offensive guy with Chris Letang, and that's my kind of my two thoughts on that. I think they can find another guy at a cheaper price that can do just enough to get by. Would you consider trading Brian Rust? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, at this point, where the Penguins are at, yeah. Riley Smith. Yes. Marcus Pedersen. Never. Too valuable. Too young. Too much upside. When you see his progress over the last two years, talk about a guy that's taken steps to be a leader, to be the next guy in line. That's, uh, again, I, I love the way he plays. He does everything really good. He's jumped, you know, he steps in on offense a little bit. Um, he's a very valuable player back there. And when I say young, he turns 29 next season, but relative to the other players on this team, he might as well be in junior high right now. But they, they do have to sign him uh, before the end of next season. Ricard Raquel, would you consider trading him? Yes. Lars Eller. Yes. Do you think anybody would take Ryan Graves at this point? Is he just miscast here, or is he just not very good? Um, sometimes sometimes it's hard to fill it. Like, you know, when you get traded, you never know how it's going to play out. You know, you never know if you're going to have good chemistry with the team. You know, it might be taking them longer than usual. Um, but would I trade him? Yeah, if the right deal came along, yeah, he, he's for sure trade bait right now. And now, to me, maybe other than Gensel, the most interesting cases, and that's the goalies. Jari is still fairly young. He's signed to a very reasonable deal, and he's having a hell of a year, and so is Nedeljkovic having a hell of a year, although he becomes a UFA. And then playing out against this, Tyler, or in the midst of all this, is Joel Bloomquist down in Wilkes-Barre. He'll be 23 next season, and he's having a really good year. So I'll ask you. 
Would you consider trading Jari? No. Nadel- Nadelkovic? I don't know how – I don't know that guy – like, I, I haven't heard much on the goalie in the AHL, but I, I think everyone likes his Alex. You know, I think everyone plays well in front of him. I think he's he's a guy that's kind of gelled really well on the team, so no, I wouldn't trade him either. I think I think their tandem in net is kind of what they've been looking for the last couple of years. You know, Jari's played well. They have a guy that comes in that the team feels confident. He knows his role. He gets in there, and he's he seems like he's a great teammate to everyone. No doubt. I guess when I think of him, I'm thinking of that expiring contract at the end of the year um, and wondering in a goalie-starved league if you might get something decent for a, for a rental, you know what I mean? But back to Jari. But I think a guy like that, you know, when you're thinking about a backup goalie, the one thing the backup goalies always want is security playing in the NHL. So I think if you give him a fair price and add it a year or two, you know, that he's going to be here for, you know, more than one year, yeah. I think he would take it. You know, that's the one thing with those guys. Again, even with like any third and fourth line guys, when you when you add term to their contracts, not so much about money, but term, mm. they're willing to, you know, at least take a real good look at it because they, they want to stay there and it takes the pressure off them of trying to prove themselves every year. Like the one thing I hated was like when I I used to sign two year contracts and it's like after the first year you'd play and you'd feel good because you knew you're getting another contract. Then you're under the gun the next year, you know. So I always wanted a longer term deal, which which helped, you know. Again, I'd sign up for a lot less if I had longer term. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, a lot of sense. Now with Jari, to me, I I could see it both ways here. Like if you traded him right now, I think you you would trade him at the absolute height of his powers. You know what I mean? You'd definitely be selling high. And I think he could bring back something really good. And and there's teams out there that really need goalies. You see guys like Soros and Jake Allen on the market, John Gibson maybe, people like that. So your your case for keeping Jari is what? That he's still fairly young and, and he's playing great? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the one thing is, when things were going tough, some goalies fold for the rest of the year. Like he had a tough two and a half months and he turned his whole season around, which was that inner confidence. Good goalies have, you know, they don't have a full bad year. He turned his year around. So I think he's proven that he, he can be in a starter and a really good start in the NHL. And again, if you, if you, if you get rid of Jari, you might as well get rid of Gensel too. So that that's how I think. Because if you're going to get something really good for Jari, you're going to get something really good for Gensel, which means you're all, you're you're rebuilding. You're you're not looking for next year, the year after. You're you're looking long term. As you mentioned that the Gensel thing, I'm just reading a piece on ESPN here by Emily Kaplan, where one rival executive told her that quote the Gensel asking price is ridiculous that the Penguins are looking for multiple first-round picks or a first-round pick and equivalent in top prospects or roster players. What do you think of that ask? Is that is that a reasonable ask or no? 
younger player can play with the best players in NHL and produce, won two Stanley Cups, scored 40 goals in the NHL. Like, he he deserves one to get paid to back up the Brinks truck and unload it. And two, if they're going to trade him, yeah, you're, you're going to want a lot of you're going to want a lot of ass back because you're giving up a guy that could be the future captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, again, he's he's played with Sidney Crosby, which pretty much he's been mentored by one of the best players ever to play. You're going to learn a lot about leadership through him. And once Sid leaves, you would think if he's on that deal, he would be taken over. So, yeah, you, you're – your asking card for Jake Gensel is unbelievably a lot. Back to the goalies, Tyler, to finish up here. Flurry might be on the market. Uh, Jake Allen, as I said, Soros out in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Jacob Markstrom to New Jersey deal apparently got close and didn't happen. The Devils have to get a goalie. But what about Flurry? right now can he still play could he help a team could he help a team like the devils i i think flower would be a great at this time in his career he's a guy that's going to come in he can steal a couple big games but i don't think flurry is your answer you know what i mean like He's not young. I don't know if he can play that many games back-to-back and take you on a long run. Well, I think do I think he's still valuable on a team where he's going to steal games? Yes. But that And would I think he help a team like the Devils? Yes, because that would be an improvement from what they have. But for a team like the Penguins, I don't think he's going to come in and be the answer or – anything like that. So again, I think flower still has a cup, maybe one or two more years of playing and being productive, but to be an NHL starter and a league goalie in the league, I'm not sure if he's still there. Tyler, I appreciate the time. Great stuff. As always, I'll see you, man. Thanks guys. Tyler Kennedy. How about that appearance today? You, See ya you, was you, the response to Eric Carlson. Yeah. See ya. And I See remember ya. he was one of the guys that was – everyone was so excited about getting Carlson. And I still think in retrospect the guys that got rid of, you know, you can't really say it was a bad trade. But right. he was one of the guys who was very skeptical from the very beginning. Tyler Kennedy frequently said, I don't know that it's going to work out. And it hasn't. I think that's very, very clear. And I – I loved his reaction because that was mine when it seemed like Dubas is incorporating Carlson as an untouchable in the core four. Why? For, for what reason? And in trading him, and he has a, he has a full no-movement clause, but like any contract, like a, like a college coach's contract in basketball and football, they were written to be broken. So you want to go chase a cup? You know, you want to go play with, uh, I don't know, just pick pick a team, Connor McDavid, go chase a cup with him. Somebody, you know, out there, I'm sure there would be a market for him. And if all you got was all that cap space open, I think at this point for the Penguins, that would be a good thing. Well, I wonder if there's teams that can take on that much. I think the Penguins might have to take some bad contracts in return, and they might not want to do that since yeah, they I mean, got rid you'd, of them. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to come – 
come out of it way in in the good on the contract, even if you had to pick up some. And I think some is already being picked up by the Sharks. But the moral of that story is, why is he untouchable? For what reason would that be? And Tyler pretty much said every other player outside of, uh, you know, the, the big three should be tradable, except for Pedersen. He said never. And he, he didn't like the idea of trading either goalie either. I like the idea of dealing one of them because the kid's ready to play almost in Wilkes-Barre, it would, it would seem, right? Yeah, with Nedeljkovic, I, I think you say, you know, we could keep him around for f- a few more years, certainly, but I don't know that he's ever going to be the number one, certainly not, you know, a long-term answer in goal. So if you think you can get some value for him now and open up a spot as well for the the next goalie that maybe could be the number one, it makes sense. But I think it would be very risky to trade Jari right now because then you might go years and years without having an answer in goalie. Well, hopefully it would be the kid in Wilkes-Barre, that Bloomquist. That would be that would be the hope. Yeah, it would be a risk. I just feel like if you're going to get stuff back that you that you, you know, he mentioned he wanted to get younger, so that you want to build with, while still keeping the older guys here, your big three or big four. In order to get something, you got to give something, you know. And and in goal, if that kid is going to be ready, I would certainly consider it. Let's put it that way. In a goalie-starved league, I think people would give you a very nice package in return. And I also feel like with both the Penguins goalies, you'd be selling very high right now. And I don't know, a year from now, is the goaltending going to be this good? I don't know about that. Nadelkovich is having a really good season. He is. He was in the minor leagues last year. Right. It's a very mercurial position. It's like a closer in baseball. You know, and right now those two entities are hot. And the Penguins are pretty much now in full trade mode or getting very close there. So you had one and one. By the way, if you had told me at the beginning of the year that Sid, Gino, Tanger, and Carlson would play every one, every single one of the first 54 games and the Penguins were going to get excellent goaltending. And then you said, you told me, I know for a fact both those things are going to happen. Where do you think the Penguins will be? I legitimately would have said challenging for the number one seed in the East. That's what I would have said. And I just think it's such an indictment of coaching. I really do. I mean, injuries are no excuse. Goaltending's no excuse. You could use some of those things to defend teams of Sully's recent past. You can't this year. Now, last year, Gino and Sid played every game, too. So that was a bit of an, of an indictment as well. But come on, man. Your team's basically healthy. Yeah, everybody has injuries. Some of your bottom six, things like that. But you're getting good goaltending. Your best players are playing every game. And you're sitting where you're sitting. Let's talk to Ray Fittipaldo next. Fan text line brought to you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19. Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Mike DeFabo going to join me at noon, but Ray Fittipaldo is next. And I want to ask him. He, in his last mock draft, identified the guy that I really want the Steelers to take. 
But we had Ryan Wilson on yesterday, and he identified a different guy who plays a very different position. So I'm going to ask Ray what he thinks of Wilson's pick for the Steelers. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Cloudy with some rain and a high of 50. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 